Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Brandon, we made it. It's week one. We are here to talk about the fantasy flex plays for week one. So basically for the people, when you're talking about your Justin Jeffersons, your Mike Evans of the world, I don't care if they've got amazing matchups or if they have putrid matchups. You're starting your studs. Don't overthink it. You start your studs, okay? Week one, this is probably one of the most challenging weeks in terms of determining your start sets. Case in point, in one league, I was rocking both Cam Akers and Allen Robinson. Disaster. Utterly disaster. Disastrous. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to do our best to help the people navigate those flex decisions. So we're going to talk about players that might be on your fringe. And here's the thing. We're also going to try to discuss our process because at the end of the day, we're not going to be able to answer all of your start sit questions. And listen, you guys have to be able to fend for yourself. So we're going to go through a bit of our process when we're determining some of these flex plays. And oh, here we got we got Jen on. Good morning, hey Jen. Good morning. I like that. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Um, so Brandon, let's get right to it because this is going to be a all filler. Excuse me, all killer. No filler type of show. I, I messed it up to begin with. This is sure just, did. We're going off the okay. rails, baby. We're going off the rails. <laughs> Brandon, this is a player we both love. He had a suspect 2021 season. But tell me your first flex play for this week. It's going to be the connection of Trey Lance to Brandon Ayuk of the Niners. I Ooh, think. Yeah. I think this is the year Brandon Ayuk has finally matured and is actually got the respect of his head coach. And it's time for him to have his full-blown breakout, his first thousand-yard season. And I can't wait to see it happen. It starts this week. We got yeah. a guy that we got an offense that's going to be short of Kittle, most likely, it sounds like. And when Kittle isn't in the in the lineup. I expect some of that volume to shift right back over to Ayuk and Debo. Um, but I like Ayuk in this one because of Trey Lance's big arms and big arm and Ayuk's ability to get downfield. I think he is going to attack the deeper third of this um, off uh, defense. And I think he's going to be able to connect a few times with Trey Lance on this one. And I'm just pumped to see it. He, uh, Yards per reception was 14.8 last year in 2021 for Brandon Ayuk. I expect that to rise with Trey Lance instead of that water pistol Jimmy Garoppolo arm of <laughs> what he's been dealing with the last couple of years. I just feel like Ayuk is prime and ready, and that's what he did in college. If you if you remember back to his profile, his his college profile, he was the best deep threat in college football by the numbers. He was over 20 yards per catch. So let's let's uh. Let's see what Kyle does with him actually being happy with uh, his uh, offseason. And everything I've been seeing coming out of Kyle has been praising Brandon Ayuk and taking that next step as a pro. Yeah, look, we saw it in a preseason where Danny Gray got open a few times and, and Trey Lance was able to, to put the biscuit in the basket, as it were, right? That He was able yep. to hit him on those long plays. And listen in real game situations, it's going to be Brandon Ayuk. Now, what's interesting about Ayuk is that you mentioned he's 14.8 yards per reception last year. 
um, which was 17th. So that's still mm -hmm. very respectable. The one mm -hmm. thing that's interesting about Ayuk is that he doesn't really have the speed, right? Like he's got a 4.50 40-yard dash, but he has a 92nd percentile burst score. Burst. So when, burst. So when you look at that ability to just get past the corner, he might not be able to outrun him, but once he gets past him, Trey Lance is able to get him the ball. And listen, that's that's touchdowns all the way. What's going to be very interesting about this game, okay, is just the fact that this is actually the lowest over-under on the slate yep. uh, this week. It's got a 40.5 over-under. The thing is, though, is the Niners are favored by 6.5 points. Exactly. Which means they're going to be the ones dominating. So, man, it's going to be a long-ass season for those Chicago Bears fans. That's all I have to say because it's just it does not look – anything like they look like yeah. a, a college football team at best. So that's, I, I love that pick, man. Um, I think this is the year where we see Brown and I kind of get back into it, right? He started in the yes. season in doghouse last year and he was one of my favorite players last year. He continues to be one of my favorite players. And the best part about this year is that last year you had to pay what around five, around four, around five draft capital. He was going around seven or eight this exactly. year, right? So he's definitively in that conversation every single week for a flex play. And I love that one. So Brandon, Ayuk, lock it up. There's a reason we put him on the thumbnail, man. We think he's going to have a huge week, and uh, I'm excited to see it. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to get sick and nasty to start us I off? I do. Because get grimy. Listen, this, this is grimy. So Brandon likes to, you know, we always talk, call him a perpetual line pusher, right? So these guys are like, <laughs> okay, maybe wide receiver three, maybe your flex. I like to get nerd, dirty. I like to get nasty. <laughs> I'm going to go right to it, though. Look, he's going to be the starting running back in – Baltimore this week, we think, and it's going to be Mike Davis, man, the corpse oh. that is Mike Davis. So, of course, the Baltimore Ravens are going up against the New York Jets. And once again, they're a seven and a half point favorite going against the Jets with a 44.5 over under. So what does that mean? It means Baltimore is going to get up quick and they're going to want to just pound out that clock because Joey Flacco. He was good five years ago. And was he good? I guess mm -hmm. he kind of was sort of. He got himself paid. I think I was listening to a show yesterday. I think I think Flacco in his career has made something like $175 million in his NFL career. So I mean, just like, you know, hats off, Mr. Flacco, but it's not gonna be your day tomorrow. I, I'm sorry to tell you. The Baltimore Ravens are gonna crush you. And we would expect Mike Davis to find the end zone at least once, right? So I mean, Davis I was do. a guy that he was a waiver wire ad in the last week or so, just because mm -hmm. of the JK Dobbins news. And I mean, obviously, if JK does by some miracle play, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. If by some miracle he does play, then obviously that changes the narrative a little bit. But as of right now, when you looked at uh, this week's report, he was limited practice on Wednesday and limited practice on Thursday. So I would expect him to not play. And if he does play, it's going to be on a pitch count. So Mike Davis, you plug your damn nose and you just you, you, you reap the rewards. Play the matchup. That's uh, yeah. I, I I agree with it. That's not bad. Mike Davis actually, he was just on a terrible team last year. You got to understand that too. Like people, like he had no room to run. He, this is a much better line, much better offense, much better play calling. I think he mm -hmm. can be serviceable for sure. For uh, you're already hurting that bad week one. But yes, let's let's uh, Listen, let's do that. There's some cake matchups out there, but. We play in some maniacal leagues, man. We like do. I play, especially in your dynasty leagues. Like maybe in your season long, you're, you're doing a little bit better. But in your in your dynasty leagues, sometimes like we're one that, of course, I'm the commissioner of. We have four starting wide receivers you have to play, and two flex plus a super flex 
It's maniacal. And yeah, that's that's what that's where that's where that's where you got to start understanding is that not all leagues have our crazy deep line starting lineups like, you know, a wide receiver three in our league is a flex play for others. There you go. There you go. All right, Brennan, instead of questioning the types of <laughs> leagues that I'm in because I'm a degenerate, who's your second flex play of the week, brother? We're going to kick it old school with this one. Two old school duos. This is going to be Tom Brady to Julio Jones. I think week one, I think this is when Tom Brady lo- Tom Brady just loves to feed the veterans in in a week one and uh, primetime matchups. This has been a winning formula for me for a while now. Um, whenever he – week one, he likes to get the new additions to teams going. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen here. We don't know what – how, how Godwin's feeling. He's probably going to be on a pitch count of some kind if he does play. Um, yeah. Mike Mike Evans is going to be Mike Evans. He's going to have his 18%, 20% target share. And that just leaves room for Julio to operate. with. Uh, and I, I think he's just going to assume that AB role that AB had. And I think it's going to be time, uh, time for uh, Julio to line up against, hopefully, Diggs. I want him to go against Diggs one-on-one. I'm hoping... The Dallas Cowboys are dumb enough to to actually guard Julio one on one with Diggs because I think Diggs is an overly aggressive corner that peaks a lot. I.e., for example, what Jalen Ramsey did against Cooper Cup, awful lot of peaking in the backfield. I see a lot of that in Diggs. I see him being super aggressive, and I just think the old dog in Julio. He's feeling healthy. He says he's back. He says he's he doesn't he hasn't felt felt this way in two years. Can you give me one week? This is week one, and I think this is it. I, against the Dallas Cowboys, big game. Um, Tom Brady to Julio Jones. Let's go. Yeah, man. It's going to be the Sunday night game. Like This is going to yeah. be fireworks, I would say. Yeah. And to your point, Julio doesn't usually last an entire season, especially no. at his age now. And he's going to play probably him now. break down. This is this is the time, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. I, I don't hate it, and that's that's a little bit depressing is that I don't hate it. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, if if – Chris Godwin does play. Are you still confident plugging in Julio? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think that yeah. – I think the Bucks have proven that the play calling and with the offense with Tom, he just distributes. It's a lot like the Buffalo Bills. Um, not everybody's going to have massive target shares, but everybody's going to be efficient and get you the points you need. And I think, I think they brought Julio Jones in for a reason, and it's because they needed some more explosive players on, against the second and third DBs. That's most likely who Julio is going to be uh, lining up against next week. But I'm hoping Diggs goes out there once or twice because I think Diggs gives up big, big plays. And I think Julio can take advantage of that. But he's most likely not going to line up against Diggs. He's going to go against the second or third DBs in that defense. So I'm I'm all in. I love Julio with his, uh, his upside because I think he's going to get five, six, seven, eight targets, somewhere around there. And I think he's going to catch it almost everything that goes his way. And you know, Tom's going to go for Julio at least 100%. once or twice in the end zone. Right? 100%. Like he wants to, 100%. The whole thing, you know, the narrative around the Falcons was that Julio didn't know how to catch touchdowns despite being an absolute monster everywhere else in the field. Right. Tom, Tom Brady, one thing he's, he's going to be like, I'll fix that. He's, yeah. he's going to throw in touchdowns. Yeah, I, I like that yeah. one too. So, okay. So, so far, we've started off with a couple old nasty veteran wide receivers <laughs> or players, I should say. But I'm going to get a little bit sex appeal. Let's, let's get some sex appeal going on here. There you I, go. I, George Pickens, rookie okay. wide receiver for those Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. So George Pickens, as we saw throughout draft season, especially after the 
insane, insane preseason that he had. I mean, look, he's the kind of guy that can turn it on when the lights are bright, right? I would expect that this game is going to be no different. It's going to be the time where I think he's going to take a step forward and he's going to be that wide receiver too and take a step forward ahead of Chase Claypool. And here's the thing. He's going up against a horrendous corner <laughs> named Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, sorry. Not Jalen Ramsey. The guy who he looked like on Thursday night, Eli Apple. Eli okay. Apple. That, and that's shade of Jalen Ramsey. I'm sorry. That's a he lot was, of shade. We, yeah, that guy's been taking shade. rounds all week. <laughs> the last oh couple days he's been taking rounds. I know. It's been great. And it's okay. So here's the thing. Like I, we would expect that Shadobi Awuze, I am always going to put you that name is going to probably likely go up against Deontay for most of the game, right? Deontay, there you go. he's a study getting open, but we know that despite the fact that the Steelers have an abysmal offensive line, which worries me a little bit for the deep ball, they're going to try to get in their young rookie. And I think you're going to give him an, an early opportunity to go and show that, Hey, listen, if it wasn't for the injury, Pickens probably would have been a top three wide receiver in the class this year. Okay. And he probably definitively would have gone around one. Once again, the Steelers do it again. Love it. Um, I can see George Pickens getting what? Probably go four for 50 and a touchdown. So in that flex play, man, that's absolute bread and butter. I love it. Who you got, brother? I love that. I love George Pickens. He's a, that guy's a freak. I think he's, he reminds me so much more. It's almost like a, it's almost like AJ Green, but pissed off AJ Green. Like that's what he looks like to me when he whenever he plays and runs routes. But my next one is we're going to be going down to LA to the shootout against the Raiders and the Chargers, and I think it's going to be Josh McDaniels opening up things for Hunter Renfro in this Week One matchup here. I think with JC Jackson being out for the Chargers and they aren't going to be manning up. Adams, I think they're going to be running double coverage, cloud coverage over Adams, which is going to open up the other side in underneath coverage for Hunter Renfro to operate and also Waller to operate if he actually does sign and play. Um, mm-hmm. That So if Waller doesn't play for some reason, Renfro is a complete smash. Just smash, smash, throw him in there. But when... Waller plays, it's going to affect Hunter a little bit, but I still think there's going to be plenty. This thing is a shootout. I think this is going to be a complete shootout. The points are there. I think I think Hunter Renfro is going to see himself seven to eight targets and actually sneak into the end zone on a uh, on a short route or out, around you know ten yards out, ten eight yards out. What's so interesting is just the fact that you look at Josh McDaniels with his tenure at the Patriots, and listen, maybe it's because they didn't have a stud literally since Randy Moss on the team. But who was, what was the number one position that they would lean on regardless of who the player was? It was always that slot wide receiver, right? And we saw last year where Hunter Renfro has real chemistry built in with Derek Carr. And that's going to translate to fantasy points. Like obviously Devontae Adams is probably going to get 12 targets. But I mean, listen, when you look at a team like, the Raiders where they have an experienced quarterback with Derek Carr, who's going to be able to find the open man. And one of the things that Hunter Renfro does very, very well is get open and find those little spaces, especially in zone type coverages. So I absolutely love this play. Um, Hunter Renfro, man, his, his stock 
just it plummeted. And, and as draft season went it on, did. he got lower and lower and lower. And that's because a lot of analysts were basically saying he's going to be useless. But I mean, listen, like when you got a high powered offense, like just look at the game and listen, I guess one, one game, but look at the Thursday night game where the Buffalo Bills, who historically have been a team that have really utilized a slot. And what did they do? They hammered Crowder and they hammered Isaiah McKenzie. They got opportunities. They got targets. Now in that offense, who who got hurt? It was Dawson Knox, right? Darren Waller's right. gonna have a Darren Waller's gonna get his. Devontae Adams is absolutely gonna get his, but Hunter Renfro, realistically, I think is probably gonna get eight, nine targets. And mm. listen, when when defenses are going heavy against Devontae Adams, it's gonna open mm-hmm. up things for an experienced wide receiver like Hunter Renfro. I absolutely love it, man. And who this is who who are you taking this game? If you had if you were if you were a betting man. Who would you be taking between the Raiders and the Chargers? Chargers are favored by three and a half. I'm taking the Chargers in the over. Yeah, I'm taking Chargers cover and the over. I think this thing shoots out. I think, honestly, though, I think the Raiders are, I think it's I think it's going to be Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, KC. That's, I think, Chargers, how it's going to be. You think KC's going to lose? Like, they're going to be dead last? I think so. I think they're going to go from first to last. And, I, and it's all because... Just, I think it's going to be a complete dogfight throughout the whole season, and I just don't see the depth of KC as deep as these other rosters, especially in the in the defensive end. That's going to mm-hmm. show itself quite a bit later in the season with KC. But I mean, with Patty Mahomes, it's so hard to bet against that guy. But um, we can go to another one, another flex play. We can go straight to that game with the with the KC and cards here. Right? I, 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 I do, I do love me another rookie. I think it's gonna be Sky Moore. I think Sky Moore is gonna have himself a little sneaky game. Um, this is this game has a high point total as well. Was it like fifty two, or it's pretty high up? And I think I, I think with the injuries of JJ Watt. The pass rush is going to get hurt. No Chandler Jones. Um, also, Nick Mullins, their corner, is out as well. I, I, I could see KC being able to put up points this game for sure. I think this game is going to be a shootout. Kyler is going to have to, to answer quite a bit. I think this is going to be a, a monster game for both teams. It's going to be fun to watch. But that <laughs> one's a sneaky one. That's a sneaky Sky Moore one. Our, our boy Matt is, is tweeting from the Flex the Flex Network account talking about just Hennessy Renfro, baby. Hennessy Renfro. I like that. I'm gonna use that from now on. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um okay, let's let's talk about another backfield situation here that uh, I don't know, maybe this is a homerism pick, but I think Ramondre Stevenson is gonna have a big week this week against Miami. Um Interestingly enough, the the Dolphins are actually favored by three and a half. It's in Miami. The Pats have been there since Tuesday. They were literally practicing on, I think it was like Div 2 or Div 3 soccer fields. And they had to put up these makeshift um, uh, crossbars. It was, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. It was classic Bill Belichick. But listen, when you look at the Miami offense, who do they have? They have Jalen Waddle. They have Tyree Kill. And both of those guys know how to stretch the field. Despite the fact that Jalen Waddle had an abysmal average depth of target last year. That's about to open up. His game is the deep ball, right? That's what Jalen Waddle's yes. game is. So That's what he did at Bama. Patriots, exactly. And how are the Patriots going to combat that? 
they do not have a high flying offense. That's not how they're going to win games. It's what they did last season. They're going to run the damn ball. So Damien Harris, he's going to be the first first down back. Um, Ramondre Stevenson is going to be the third down back. He's going to quote play the James White role, which it's going to be interesting. I mean, he's slimmed down. He looks good. He looks like the best back in the like backfield. But the thing about Miami is that they went out and they spent on their offense. But for the most part, they didn't spend as much on their defense. And last year, this pass catching running backs, they ranked 25th in the league. So if we expect something very, very similar, Bill Belichick's going to want to use his running backs. And it's going to be a lot of those dink and duck dunk passes to Ramondre Stevenson. So especially in your half point full PPR leagues, man, Stevenson can legit probably put up a good 12, 13 points without even getting in the end zone. If he can find the end zone, he's going to put up 18, 19 points and absolutely smash that flex play. So Ramondre Stevenson went up against abysmal Miami. Let's get it. I actually like that a lot. I think that that's that's actually pretty smart. But I do think Miami's going to win that game. Um, I do I'm, too. I'm definitely. Yeah. I, I think Miami wins that game. I but I do think Ramondre Stevenson's because I think they're going to be behind. And like you said, he's going to be the third down back, the catching back. Yeah, he's going to be on the field a hell of a lot more than Damian Harris in this in the game script. I'm thinking it's going to go. So I'm I'm right there with you. And honestly, what they've been saying about this guy, they're talking like he they want to use him like a lot, guys. Like like yeah, it, they're talking. They were throwing Camara's name out there. Like I was actually like kind of blown away with how they were talking about it. And I was like, if that's the truth, then he's probably the best value in drafts. Like if they're really going to pepper him with, you know, four to five targets a game, you know, like that, that'd be, that'd be super smart to do that because he is a beast. And honestly, that, that offense is a little bit, I think they're going to struggle. I think they're going to have uh. some real, I think they're going to have some real growing pains this year. Um, I think Miami is going to kill it. I think Waddle explodes in this game, to be honest. I think he is going to have a monster game. The thing is, I am not scared of Tua. Like, I, Mac Jones is better than Tua in terms of being a professional quarterback. I, I firmly believe that. But okay. you know that you're going to have design plays where it's just gonna, it's going to be easy plays to get the ball in the hands of Waddle and Hill. Like, that. that's yeah. a fact, right? That's, um, that's right. But yeah, I mean, listen, as a Patriots fan, it's going to be a long ass season. And listen, it's going to be kind of boring. It's going to be kind of boring football. It's going to be defensive minded. What's going up, Dynasty Pylon? Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. There you in. go. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a long morning. Uh, long morning. It's going to be a long season and it's going to be a long day tomorrow, I think, for the Patriots. But listen, yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to win it. But the way that they do win it is going to be on the ground. It's going to be keeping the sure. ball away from that offense. Yeah. And out out basically out battling them in the trenches that's how it's going to be done so and it's and it's supposed to rain so it it it's mm. gonna it's supposed to rain a little bit and so let's see if that happens and the ground game might really be the way to go because you know how that miami field gets it's super muddy um it's yeah. just insane down there when that thing when it gets rain on and uh, so it could be quite a mess so we'll see but i'm i'm, I'm with you steve ramondre is an interesting player man i like I've been trying to acquire him here and there in Dynasty, and it just hasn't happened. So I'm, I'm actually kind of pissed off I don't have any shares of him. Ramondre is one of those players where you're probably, if you have him on your team, you're going to want more than the person trying to acquire him is willing to pay. 
He's just right. one of those funny players, right? He's going to be a hard guy to find get a deal on. And the thing is, is that if he has a crappy week one, maybe even a crappy week two, that's when you go and you pounce. Or not even necessarily crappy, you know, just if Damian Harris scores all the touchdowns, for example, well, then it's going to be dirt cheap. Like, question, real, real talk here, Brandon. Um, bit of a pivot. Real, real talk. If you're in Dynasty and you're a Dynasty manager and you own Cam Makers, or Cam Makers is on your team, how much are you willing to accept to trade him away at this point? Like, what is he worth? Le- like, legit, not bullshit. Like, a third-round pick? A couple of threes? No, I need a second for Cam, because he does have, like, it seems like this is an attitude thing, not a physical thing that McVeigh has been talking about with him. It seems like he is just, it seems like he's just not, uh, vibing with, with the coach right now. And I think once that happens, that he'll start playing like his usual self. But it, it, to earn his way out of the doghouse, it might be a few weeks. It just might be. But I honestly, this is the worst time to sell Cam Akers right now. Don't sell him. Oh, of wait. Because yeah. he's going to have a blow-up game. Wait and sell him then. You know, like, don't, 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 take, don't take 50 cents on the dollar here. Like, there's no reason to do that. Yeah, clip saying a late second. Um, yeah, can, late can second. I just, can I just yeah, flex a little bit here. Um, Go for it. We got we got Jen who was using a, the DFS Army uh, draft kit, and she's saying she's flexing Waddle over Pollard and yes, Elijah Moore, and she's starting AJ Brown and Mike Evans. That's a pretty sick Fuck ass yeah. team, man. Love it, Jen. Love it. That's sick. Good job. Good job, hey, man. That's your Peyton James. Yep. Yeah. What are some players who are going to be good on the waiver wire? Um, go ahead, Brad. I'll go. Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier yeah. is a guy that's. Uh, I, I'm not going to. I shouldn't have stole that from you because I know you wanted to talk about him possibly as a flex. Sorry. Why don't you just talk about him? Talk about him. Just go for it. Yeah, sure. So one of my flex plays on the week this week is going to be Tyler Algier. Now, this is a little bit deeper, right? Because Algier, yes. you were probably getting what round 13, round 12 of your of your fantasy drafts. He was one of those bench high upside bench players. But I mean, you look at the Falcons in general, and it's a bit of a crapshoot, man. Like yeah. Drake London, if he plays this week, I absolutely love the matchup. But are you comfortable starting Drake London when he haven't practiced in like three weeks? I, I'm not. So at that point, who do the Falcons have? They've got the, the feed on Kyle Pitts, but Kyle Pitts. Pitts can't be the entire offense. So it's going to be Cordell Patterson, and it's going to be Tyler Algier. And listen, I understand that they're going up against the Saints, and it's going to be a low over-under. It's a 42.5 over-under projected. They're dogs by four and a half points. So it doesn't look good. And to say, okay, the grinder back, it might not be the best play, but he's a three-down back. It can be He can catch passes. Yeah, and that and that's exactly it, Brandon. It's just the fact that you know in college he was a workhorse. So when you translate that to the NFL game, I mean, listen, he's he's five eleven, two hundred twenty four pounds. He's going to be that goal line back. And if the Falcons, by some miracle, can move the ball, then perhaps, maybe. He's going to be a good player. Now, this is for deeper. This is for deeper leagues. But this is for deep, you know, deep teams, yeah. man. Yeah. But when you look at the the the, the prospect of okay, who do you think is going to pop this week on the waiver wire? Well, Daryl Henderson. He was one of those players where Cam Akers had oh, you know a little bit more appeal. I think Cam Akers as a whole was a better player, maybe pre-injury. But Daryl Henderson is going to be a hot waiver wire ad because he might, depending on your league style, he's not going to be rostered. 
those are the types of players we want to look at before we're going into the season. So Tyler Algier. Rashad White is another one. Rashad, Rashad White, White. Pick him up. The, it, it, like, the, so a league winner player that you can pick up right now before everybody else, before if this is just if you have the room and you think you can hold him yeah. for a few weeks, get Rashad White before Leonard Fournette gets any type of injury or anything like that because this guy is a three-down back, highly efficient, um, big man. He can he can handle workload. So I think he has the ability, and he's already the RB2 on the depth chart as the official depth chart. I love how everybody was freaking out about the depth charts all throughout preseason because they, he was all the way at RB5, right, just two weeks ago. And then the real one comes out, and he's RB2. This is why yeah. you just – can't believe coaches when it comes to these rookies, especially with rookies with high expectations. And these guys are using, they use that depth chart as a way to get the attention of young players. And if they are saying this kid, we need to push him a little bit. Let's put him down at RB five, piss him off a little bit, get him to run hard. And that's just motivation guys. And that's what happened here. People got fooled with that. And I think, RW is a league winner if Leonard does go down at all. Yeah, unless it's an administrative error like the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback depth chart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's different. But, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just bugging. So, so Wandale Robinson is the guy that Matt's talking about as, as I a love it. Flex play, love it, love Wilson that Jones play. Have like legit. I mean, Wandale Robinson, yeah. he's going to probably play the slot, but uh, Sterling Shepard's out, and yeah, uh, Kirk, give me, Kirk. give me one more, Christian Kirk. We're going down to okay. Jacksonville, the $86 million man, the, the, the man that reset the whole goddamn NFL market for all positions. He affected the NFL in a way that nobody ever thought Christian Kirk could do. So I'm assuming with that kind of a payday, he's going to be the wide receiver one, correct? Right? I'm hoping that's what we're going to see here. Yeah. I'm hoping that the volume matches the paycheck and we actually get to see that because Chase Young is not going to be rushing the passer for Washington this week. So Trevor Lawrence might just have some time to be able to throw the ball a little bit. And with Travis Etienne back there drawing coverage for the run game as well, I think Christian Kirk is going to be able to move around the formation slot outside, inside. He's going to be able to attack this defense in multiple layers. They won't be able to just put Kendall Fuller on him the whole time. And just that's just – you know that, that I'm just excited about Christian Kirk and the possibilities of what they're going to do with him this year because, mm-hmm. man, he he's been a value in in drafts and I think he's going to pay off for people at the at the ADP he was going at because so I think this is a good I think this is a good feeling out process with him I think I think we're going to see eight nine targets his way this week. Yeah, I mean, so what's kind of interesting? Like I look at some of these other teams, um, like so for example. Um, Devonta Smith, right? Last year sure. he was the the one, but he really wasn't a one, right? They brought in AJ Brown. Right. Now he's a two. Um, Hunter Renfro, guy we already talked about in the show, he was projecting as the one, playing as the one last year, but he wasn't a real one. So that's kind of the vibe I get with Christian Kirk right now. Like, right, he's going to profile as the one in that offense because they don't have anybody else, but he probably isn't a real next year true NFL <laughs> wide receiver one, but probably next year. If the yeah. Jags can get one more legitimate wide receiver onto that offense, which yes. listen, if, if Trevor Lawrence shows what we think he could be as a prospect, then maybe you won't have to pay that premium to get players that come to Jacksonville. 
right? So, so there might be something to it. Yeah, Clip's talking about it. It's the, it's the Eric Decker syndrome. We talk about it all the time. It's this, and <laughs> it uh, it's one of these situations where if a player was a wide receiver two and you brought him in as your wide receiver one, that's going to be a problem for your team. Look at Juju Smith-Schuster, right? We, we, we see it all the time, okay? I think that's going to be Christian Kirk, but the bottom line is, He's good enough. We love we love Christian Kirk as a player, right? He's fantastic. He was one of our favorite when he was a rookie. Loved his prospect profile. He's just a dog out there, man. He's like a Steve Smith kind of player. And I think that's the kind of energy you want to bring to this team. And it's a completely different offense now. So yep. I mean, he's going to get absolutely targeted. And um, I like that play. Um, Thank you. Another, yeah, no, another <laughs> so another player. And this is uh, this is this is going to come from from Matt again. So he's asking who are the Packers. Is going to emerge because they're pretty much all in your waiver wires. Who's going to emerge long term for the season? I have no idea. None, none of them. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, maybe, you know, but realistically, it's probably going to be Sammy Watkins. Oh my God, you said it. Just like the Julio Jones play, Sammy Watkins this week is walking in as a wide receiver one. Christian Watson could actually play, it sounds like. But do we really trust Christian Watson? Do you think Aaron freaking Rodgers trusts Christian Watson? Nope. Do you think that Romeo Dubs yes. is really going to walk in and dominate that offense against professional NFL corners? I think he's going to have a quarterback that's going to be able to get him open. I think he's going to make plays. I think he's going to – if oh, volume follows man. him, I, I may, I'm making the – all right. I'm making the call here. He is the one of the offense that's going to emerge. I think that's what Matt wanted us to say, so I'm going to say it. So, yes, Romeo Dubs, it will end up being the wide receiver one of that freaking offense at mid-year. I just don't know how long it's going to, you know, I think it's going to take half the year to get a rookie to become your wide receiver one and be comfortable with it. But honestly, what I've been saying about this whole offense I think this offense is going to be the number one rushing offense in the league this year. Love With it. those two running backs, I think that is what's going to end up happening. I think they understand that Aaron Rodgers is get is older, and why not protect him when you got these two great backs, elite backs? Those are your best players on offense besides your quarterback. You gotta you gotta just go through those guys and and then take your your play action shots. And I think Dubs can definitely do that. And he, he you could tell when he was running his routes, he has good timing. He has he has good feel. I think he I think he knows how to separate at the at the truth at the moment of truth. And that's that's what Aaron Rodgers all he really needs is to know that I know you're covered right now. But if you if if I trust you to be able to throw a ball into space. Will you be able to go get that for me and not create a turnover? And I think Dubs has been showing that that he is capable of doing that for Aaron Rodgers. So I think he might be the guy that does emerge halfway. You know, it's going to take a little like a month or so to work this crap out. But I think that's who's going to end up doing it. It's, it's crazy to say that, but I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be, this is going to be messy. So yeah, I think Lazard one's healthy. I agree with you. Dynasty plan that he's probably going to be the most, the, the top target, but he's not healthy. I love right it. Now. We're on both sides. You got to play the both sides, yeah. right? Yeah. Listen, listen, this is going to be, I, somebody's going to emerge in this offense. Somebody's going to emerge. So just roll the damn dice. Hope for the best. If, if dubs is your guy, go out and grab dubs. I honestly, I must really starting any players with confidence this week, but if you need to get deep, you need to get dirty. Sammy Watkins is probably on your waiver wire. 
Yeah, true. And that's 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 maybe maybe the best you, play. Do you realize he hasn't healthy. scored it? Do you realize Sammy Watkins hasn't scored a touchdown since that eruption week one two years ago? <laughs> no, I didn't know. You that. realize that's that, right? That's yeah, that's the dead honest truth. He hasn't scored it's a filthy. goddamn touchdown since then. It's it's filthy. It's nasty. You ready to just uh, <laughs> let's, let's let's proliferate on on Mr. Peyton James's team? Okay, how do we feel about All it? Right. Okay, Jalen Hurts, love it. He's my favorite quarterback. Javante Williams. Gives me a little pause simply because we don't know the usage, right? We think we like it. Javante Williams is an absolute monster, but Love Melvin him. Gordon's hashtag good. Travis Etienne, um, same deal. Love it. I'm assuming this is a full PPR, in which case Travis Etienne is going to eat. Justin Jefferson, of course. Michael Pittman, oh, of course. Now, Zach Ertz, keep an eye on the injury report. Selling Zach Ertz is going to play, but it's really Play him. Play him. If he, no, don't. no, yeah, yeah. If, if he's healthy, don't. you're playing him. Yes, he's healthy, don't fuck it. around. Like this, this injury stuff. Like, if if they are going, just just have faith that they're gonna they're gonna they they're good enough to rock and play. And honestly, the matchup is there. Rondell's out. Like the inside, they need somebody that's gonna control the middle of the field inside the seams, in, in between the hashes, and that is gonna be Zach Ertz. And I just. I see a massive game for Zach Ertz. Yeah. He, he should smash here. Like, if he doesn't smash, I'd be astonished, to be honest. Unless he just, like, unless he, when I see his first two routes and his calf is just, he's not cutting off his cat, the right leg, then then there's going to be a problem. But, yeah. you know, that's, that's the risk. But I believe this guy, this guy was one of my bargain values for the tight end position that can actually finish top three in the position that you can up that you were drafting as a tight end nine or eight. And that is what I think about Zach Ertz and that offense. And I know, I know, I know that Mike, my boy, Mike hates Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray loves himself some Zach Ertz guys. Mm. So just, just, just understand that if, if Zach Ertz rocks, just roll him out there with confidence. It's going to be Ertz, Hollywood Brown, and uh, Connor all game long. Okay, so just to put a bow, if I'm if I'm looking at my crystal ball, I'm going to project a dud game for Allen Robinson in Week One. Wait, too late? So, oh, too yeah, late! Don't don't worry, brother. I had him in one of my lineups as well, and it just it absolutely pains me. It absolutely pains me. So shout out to Dynasty Plant Pylon, man. Appreciate you. Just yeah, uh, seven to our channels. We, we really appreciate it, man. That's why we're here. We're here to help the people. Um, okay, let's go one more each. Brandon, and let's cut it off sure. here. Give me one more. Brother. One more. Can I don't know. It's it's just, can I just mention Elijah Moore? Can I just do that? Like, I know it's not like I'll a bona fide flex. I, I just feel like this is going to be a huge breakout game with him. And I, do, and I actually kind of disagree with you about Flacco going back to the Ravens. I think Flacco is going to be a fucking old salty dog that's going to just be a pain in the ass of his old team. And I think he's going to make it a lot more of a game than you think. And it's good because Elijah Moore is the next Stefan Diggs. And I'm just I'm just too excited about him. I, I have too much too much uh, Elijah Moore for him to fail. <laughs> he's not going to fail. He's not going to fail. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're going to get him the ball. I, I would I would uh, suggest caution. For anybody who is considering starting Garrett Wilson, love Garrett Wilson. Don't. Amazing profile. He's had some challenges in camp, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a learning year. It's gonna you be a learning that. year this year. And Elijah Moore, he's gonna be the dog. Um, okay, my last player. 
Zamir White. Rookie yes. right back for those Las Vegas Raiders. Same deal. Listen, there's cool. there's a lot of question marks just about Josh Jacobs. Is he good? He's fine. You know, he's he was that classic dead zone running back this year where if you had to plug your nose, he was one of those ripcord guys. But the reason we were worried about him is because Zamir White is that guy. Zamir White, <clears throat> who has an absolute stud in college, played for Georgia, right? Uh, won a national championship along with James Cook. Okay. Zamir White has a 4.40 40 yard dash, which for his size, he's six foot, 214 pounds, is a 96 percentile speed score. Okay. The man is a monster. And he's going to score touchdowns. And we know we liked Raiders this year. We think that they're going to be in position a lot to score touchdowns. And it's going to be like we saw it with the Patriots. And we think Josh McDaniels is going to deploy a similar type of committee approach. So maybe it's going to be 45-55 in favor of Josh Jacobs because of the veteran deference. But Zamir White, pound for pound, is, I think, as good as Josh Jacobs. And he's more explosive. And one of the most predictive just – um, athletic metrics for these running backs is that speed score. So you put the ball in his hand. He's been in big game situations, right? So I don't think week one is going to be too big for the guy. And he, they're going to want to go in, man. They're going to want to kick the Chargers in the teeth and say, listen, there's a reason we won that game last year and we were in the playoffs last year and you weren't Chargers. And everybody out there pretty much crowning the Chargers to be in the Super Bowl. Like a lot of, a lot, there are it. a lot of people's team uh, picks to be in the Super Bowl this year. Vinders are saying, uh uh-uh. uh, no, 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 not going to happen. So I that's it, that. brother. Yeah. Dude, oh. I'm so pumped. This is week one, boys. I'm so pumped. Yeah. Tyler, we, guys... we, the first player we talked about was Brandon Ayuk. That's why he's on the. That's my guy, dude. You got to re, you got to run that back, dude. You got to run that back. You'll enjoy that first part. He was, he's our number one smash of the week. With uh, Kittle being out, I think uh, we're going to see some fireworks with Trey Lance and Ayuk deep. And uh, I'm also with that game as well. Start Donnell Mooney. I understand. Just just start yeah. Donnell Mooney. The volume is good. It's going to be a sh- kind of shitty weather, but the the volume is going to overcome the matchup there. Love Donnell Mooney every single week. So that's it, brother. That's week one. Some of our favorite flex plays for the people. Just a little bit of content on this channel. Every single week, we're going to be talking about the waiver wires. Um, I'm going to try to be on either Monday night or Tuesday night for the people. But next week, just because of my schedule. uh, So this week, I'm going to be on either Monday or Tuesday night. The following week, it's going to be a Sunday night show. I'm going to have to go get get grindy to finish out the evening. But uh, we're going to be here next week. No Saturday show because, hey, it's this guy's birthday next week. So my wife took me off the grid. I'm going to be out of town for a couple of days. So we're going to be doing a Thursday night show. So early this week, next Thursday, we're going to be talking some of your favorite flex plays. But throughout the entire season, we're going to be here. We're going to help you guys. If you have start sick questions, that we're, that's what we're here for. But listen, DFS Army, what do we do best? We win people, money, and daily fantasy sports. So we're not the experts in that world. That's the geek. That's stational. Mm-hmm. That those are the guys. That's chop. So if you aren't already a member of DFS Army, follow the link in the description. Go check out some of our tools. We have some free tools. We also have some premium tools. Every single day, I'm not even exaggerating, Brian. Every single day, we're. I know. I keep seeing. I see Twitter the screenshots account. every day, dude. I yeah. See somebody somebody took down the showdown uh, slate. I think they won like ten grand or something like that on yeah. Tuesday night. 
doing and they coach the you guys stacks. like you're able to get coached yeah. by these guys it's a big difference between you know a lot of other sites out there that just give you a fucking you know some format and uh they just tell you to randomly click a button for lineups this is this is coaching this is how to play the game this is how to dominate and i'm telling you these guys win a ton of money i've been around these guys for a, a few, quite a bit few years now and all they do is win money at dfs it's insane at any sport but, it's just it's just crazy yeah and the thing that that's so great about dfs army and, and i'm new for all you guys know i only started with dfs army in june so i'm still new to this team but i'm learning something new every day i'm going to start dabbling in the sweet beautiful art that is dfs fantasy football you know a little bit more win a little bit of cash Good. get that bankroll up and man it's not just the tools it's our discord where you have, where you can get in touch with guys like myself, with all the experts. And one of the things is, which is sick and maniacal, for the last couple of weeks, they've been doing back testing to determine the optimal lineups for every single week of the 2021 season so that you can learn from mistakes and continue to get better. That's what we're here. We're here to turn average Joes into DFS pros. Go get a sub at dfsarmy.com. And of course, have a little bit of fun this weekend. Don't don't uh, don't be shy and uh, hit us up. Tweet at us. We'd love it. It's why we're here. So with that in mind, for Brandon, I'm Flex Shane. We are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Good luck in Week One. NFL is here. <laughs>